Hey, welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all the things the culture doesn't want to talk about. And that might scare you. Hey, welcome. Today we've got a great episode. Uh, We want to kind of dive into this issue of masks and vaccinations all surrounding the COVID virus. You're hearing from a lot of leaders, a lot of politicians, a lot of school boards and teachers and culture icons that say, hey, if you love your neighbor, you're going to wear a mask. If you love your neighbor, you're going to get vaccinated fully, Um, even to the point where people are saying you shouldn't have freedoms and rights if unless you are vaccinated or wear a mask. And and so we want to dive into that today from a constitutional perspective and from a biblical perspective. The more important perspective is is obviously the biblical one. But but uh Nathan, I what's your you've you've led Life Church through a really amazing season of 2020. I know you've probably made, you know, great strides. You've probably made some mistakes. Um I came in kind of midway through the COVID craziness and uh um what kind of I'm sure people came to you early on as the lead pastor of Life Church and said, "You don't love your neighbor because you're not enforcing masks or you are enforcing masks or whatever it was. Now, I don't, you weren't enforcing masks, but like, I know people on both sides have said the exact same thing to pastors or leaders that using the same argument, using data, using science. Uh, how do you respond as the leader when someone comes to you and accuses you of being unloving because you're not, you're not pushing people to get vaccinated or have a mask or whatever it might be? Well, it's been challenging for any pastor, right? There's no Bible college class on how to lead through. I took you know, one. Nineteen ninety four. It was the COVID class. <laughs> yeah, there's you know there's there's just nothing like that, and and even leading through crisis, which is you know we've been through one, right? Um, it's it's not it's not easy to know what to do. Uh, in many cases, you're you're just trying to figure it out. Um, and you're responding to the best uh, evidence that you know. This is why uh, I love studying generals, you know, and generals have to make calls on the battlefield right then and there. You got to be decisive. And and there's something called fog of war. And the reality is, is that you have fog of war that was going on through COVID. Um, not knowing, you know, what exactly the science was because that was all over the place. Uh Eventually, you got to get down to what are your motivations. You know, I I don't think that we have to obey everything we're told when when uh, leaders are asking us to do things that are against our constitutional rights. You had to eventually find a place where you could stand and go, I could do this, but I'm not going to do that. For for us, um, could we wear masks? Yeah, we could wear masks if it was something you wanted to do. If it wasn't something you wanted like to do, personal liberty. And it was it personal was, liberty. We chose on that side, right? And we and we it's said, a novel look, concept. if if you want to wear a mask, uh, great. And if if you don't want to wear a mask, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to ask you about it. We're not going to make this an issue of whether or not you can worship with us. You're allowed to do whatever you you choose to do. So we're not going to judge you one way or the other. We're just not going to make an issue of it. Um, one thing I think that that did was, you know, there was a lot of people who weren't wearing masks. They were far more, or who were wearing masks, they were far more comfortable to stay at home and worship. We created that 
online, you know, kind of COVID response to do that. But uh, on, on the side of those who wanted to come together, they're like, look, I'm going to live my life. If you're going to wear a mask for somebody else, do it from love. Don't do it from compulsion. We're taught in the Bible not to not to give because you feel like somebody's twisting your arm. Give because it's coming from your heart. So we just kind of had a heart check at Life Church. Why, why are you doing what you're doing? That's good. What what about for we've we've got two counties represented in Life Church. We've got Marion County, which is Indianapolis, mm-hmm. Democrat leadership, mm-hmm. uh, real liberal city council, um, and then a, a Democrat mayor. And then we have Hamilton County, uh, both in Fishers and in Noblesville. Mm-hmm. You could argue is it real Republican leadership, and that's a whole nother topic. But f- for all intents and purposes, Republican leadership, Republican city council majorities. How was it navigating those waters? So did you did you kind of say all of Life Church is doing this one thing, regardless of county, or did you look at the counties and say we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do things a little differently per county? In in reality, you know, you're one of my campus pastors. I let the campus pastors make that call on, you know, they should know their 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 constituency of people even more than me. I, I'm only there once a month, right, in in our system. I felt like, you know, Mike Melito, who was down in, in Indianapolis at Eagle Creek, he, he, had a, he, he had a pulse on that thing. And so by permitting him the liberty to make the decision of, of, of what he felt was best, you know, we had masked sections and unmasked sections. It was funny because, I mean, you know, talk about dividing people. Uh, <laughs> You know, and even though we tried to say, hey, be mature about this, folks, you know, don't get mad. We had people that were unmasked, just as mad at the people that were masked, that they're even masked. Because it's everybody is, you know, kind of goes to extremes. And I think humanity are people of extremes in a lot of cases. And we just don't like each other's liberty. But that's the beauty of liberty. It's that, that you have to, yeah. in, in, in all honesty, there's a more of a tolerance you have to have within yeah. a uh, a liberty minded freedom culture um and 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 you know what maybe that's not the way I would have ran it but if that's what you know and I know Mike's personal opinion on it but I let Mike make that call yeah. you know you made a different call your call was I want to act as if covid doesn't exist <laughs> you know but tons of people <laughs> responded to that right yeah. they're like thank god so you know, I I feel like I feel like it was something where I'm I'm gonna choose liberty. Yeah, you know, that's good. And then you had Fishers, so I'm at Noblesville, and we kind of took that that path of we're not we're not gonna waste our time with COVID. We're gonna come. We're gonna worship. If you have COVID, stay home. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the it's a simple concept that we've done for generations. If you're sick, stay home. If you're not, come on, and we're gonna worship. Uh, but then you had you had Fair Fishers Campus, which was you know a little bit kind of even more split down the middle. Um, being in Hamilton County, where you had you had some dividing lines, and you had people responding uh, differently to those who just believe differently than they do, and mm-hmm. I, I think I, I've looked, I, I've really loved as a pastor. Most pastors, I don't hear them say this about 2020, and I think it's been awesome. I think 2020 has been one of the coolest years to do ministry. It in. has not been dull. It's it's exciting, and it causes pastors. This is what I'm so thankful about. 2020, it's caused pastors to have to go back to their foundations, why you believe what you believe, and then to defend it 
and be bold and stand on those beliefs. Yeah. I don't care if somebody is on the liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, mask, no mask, vaccine, no vaccine. As a pastor, I don't, I really honestly, I don't care where you stand, but I do care that you have a biblical foundation and you can defend it to anyone who wants to come and throw shade your way and to say, nope, this is what the Bible says. I'm going to defend it as, as, you know, as long as the day. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and I, and I would personally say that more times than not, the Republican values, conservative values tend to align with biblical principles. But man, I believe that. I stand on that. I defend it. I don't back down. I'm bold when someone says, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do it this way. I'd be like, well, this is what scripture says. This is why I believe what my what I believe. And here's my worldview because of scripture. Yeah. Pastors have they have been thrust into having to know why they know what they know. And those who don't, the pastors that haven't been able to do that, their churches, their churches are dying. Yeah. There was so much fear involved. And I'm not going to say fear in wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. It's the fear to be on the right side of things that a lot of pastors were really struggling with. Because to make that call and say, we're going to do this, Man, you are you cannot please everybody. So you're gonna have some segment of your congregation that's gonna get mad and and potentially leave. Yeah. Right. How do you deal with and, that? Well, I think that you have to do whatever you do of faith. The Bible says anything done of faith pleases God. Anything not done of faith is sin. So you have to check your motive of your heart. Am I wearing this mask because I'm afraid? If that's the case then check your heart because the Bible says that as Christians, we're, we're not to fear, right? But we love our, we love our elderly, uh, you know, parents and grandparents and, and people that we're caring for. You have to ask what the motive of your heart is. Mm -hmm. And you can't assume, you know, that your neighbor's motive of your heart. Uh, oh, a verse I have been quoting so heavily in 2020. And by the way, I agree with you. It has been an exciting time to be a pastor. I hate boredom and I love action, right? <laughs> so, so to me, it has been a very cool time in the world to, to, to be in the ministry, right? Um, I know I have other pastor friends and they just like, this is the worst <laughs> thing me in now. the world, right? Shoot me now. Um, <laughs> But I, I, I really feel like you have, to, you have to ask yourself, where is this coming from? The, the verse I've been quoting is a verse from, from the Kings, where it says that only God knows the hearts of the sons of men. You know, in, in determining whether somebody's a racist, you, do you really know their heart? Are you going to say you know their heart? In determining whether somebody's operating from faith or fear, do you know their heart? I think we need to be careful not to judge each other so quickly. You know, yeah. we, we've got this giant log in our own eye trying to do surgery on a person who's got a splinter in their mm -hmm. eye. We we just need to shut up a lot more than we speak on it and 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 say, hey, just check your check the motive of your heart. Yeah, that's good. What, as we kind of pivot here, uh, what do you think about the vaccination? Uh, just, I would say the mandates that are coming and, and, you know, we can get into the science of it all. And, you know, I know I've heard some Christians say it's the mark of the beast or, or there's, you know, aborted fetal cells in the vaccine. And, and I, I think there's, there's evidence to suggest that that is the case when it comes to the aborted fetal, fetal cells. There's also synthetic uh, vaccines that um, they're not using those types of things, but we, we can we could talk about that all day long. But I I'm curious as your as a lead pastor, 
this world, I, I can see it coming. It's, we're going to start segregating people as the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the issue here because now you're, it's what the, it's what the Nazis did to the Jews. They legitimized some citizens to be legal citizens and they, they delegitimate, they made delegitimate citizens out of the Jews. Yeah. And, and so to me, I'm, I'm thinking about, wow, this is, this is happening all over again. We're, we're saying some citizens, hey, you really don't have the legal standing to really be fully accepted into our culture. That's a dangerous place yeah. to be. Well, it's gonna, you know, <laughs> the thought I had is nations divide against nations, you know, and family against family. And, and you're gonna have all these con- continued divisions. Um, I was thinking about, you know, our stores that say, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. (laughs) Well, there's lots of people that are like, I'm not getting vaccinated and I'm not wearing a mask and I'm going to walk in there. Well, now what will happen is um, if it's ever found out that you, you know, didn't have that vaccination and you weren't wearing a mask, then either you're a rebel, a lawbreaker, and now you're a liar. You have no integrity, Mm, you know? So, It'll just be the next thing to try and divide us as people. The 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 you know, I, I know that there's private businesses that they have the right to determine what they want to do. It's their business. From a constitutional From perspective. From a constitutional yep. perspective, they have that right. I also have the right not to give them my money. Mm-hmm. And so I, you, we're just gonna this this division. It almost seems like right now because the mask mandate's just been lifted in the CDC, which I think shocked a lot of the Democrats. Yeah, the they didn't see no! it. They're like, oh my gosh, they're no, they need passports. How do we, vir- how do we virtue signal anymore? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We need you know. They're like, oh, it's chaos. We don't have these vaccination passports. Vaccination passports. I'm thinking, well, doesn't refresh or um, doesn't. Uh, uh, what, what is it? OSHA? Oh, no, or, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, HIPAA. HIPAA. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rifra, does, does, OSHA, doesn't, HIPAA. Doesn't HIPAA say that they're they're not allowed to let you know about their their medical things? And so now yeah. we're going to have a standoff that's got to come to the Supreme Court yeah. about that. And 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 I just I, I think to myself, man, we are going to only see more division. Division is the work of the enemy. And now we can't just say, it's not just like unbeliever versus believer. The very Christians are torn apart on this subject. It It's going to get interesting. <laughs> oh, it, it will, you know, especially, you know, I, I know that kind of coming down the pike is, will you be able to travel? Yeah. Will you be able to fly? I, I, I have to fly out of country for for being the pastor at Life Church. I, yeah. go, I go to all kinds of nations. If you know, do I want to get a vaccine? Uh, you know, and I, I, I certainly don't want any part in abortive tissue, yeah, right? right. I, I try to be as pro-life as I possibly can um, because medical ethics make a difference. At the Nuremberg trials, they took a lot of um, Mengele's, uh, you know, his science mm-hmm. that he had had attained because of he doing experimenting. On uh, ex- people. Right, yeah. on, on the Jews. Yeah. And then, that generation was asked, are we going to use this 
information. And they and they resoundingly came back and said, no, because yeah. of how it was gained. Isn't that amazing right? that they, they valued life so much that they had, it was already there. The information was there. And, and it could have been profitable for society. It could have been good for society. And yet it wasn't rightfully yeah. obtained, yep. right? We are a due process people. Yeah. We believe, how, how did you get there? How, how, you know, what, what does ethics actually mean? So I don't want to take a vaccine that, that, that caused little babies to die you know, yeah. before, beforehand so that it could be made to save my life. Yeah. I, I'm not in favor of that. If there was one that didn't have that, am I against vaccines? No, I'm not against vaccines. Yeah. I just want to know, did we do it the right way? Yeah. Have we, uh, as quickly as you can get it out, and I credit you know, Donald Trump with removing a lot of the red tape mm-hmm. in order to get this out as quick as possible, which I, I admire. But yep. at the same time, I'm going, but has all the science really been done on all this? Yeah. Stuff? And do I have to go through this yet? And am I foolish for waiting? I'm kind of a late adopter anyway. I'm not the first guy to run out and get the newest, you know, piece of technology <laughs> anyway. I tried that once with a hoverboard and it ended poorly for my face. <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened? No, I, I just, I, I just think there's, there's not something wrong in going. Yeah, I'm just not comfortable with this. But the idea that, like, what, what President Biden said, you know, vast or vaxxed or masked. Yeah, I'm like, who gave you that authority? Oh my gosh, do what, you think you're king, buddy? Stupid, you are not what king. What a stupid tweet. Now. To his credit, he's probably not the one that tweeted that out because I don't think he probably knows much about Twitter. But it, it, the tweet that we're referring to was he came out. He said it, uh, the tweet said, uh, "Simple rule: uh, get a wear a ma- or get a vaccine or wear a mask until you do." And he's basically saying you have to wear a mask per my my command as your your king essentially, and. Uh, and unfortunately, he doesn't have for him. Yeah, it's not he the way that he this government have, works. He doesn't have that authority. So when I saw it. I laughed. I said, "Oh yeah, right. Come and make me, Mister President. Right? You know, like you are not King George. And there's a reason King George was kicked out of here is because he tried to do stupid things like this. You know, this is one of the reasons. I, I got to say, it's one of the reasons between conservatism and liberalism, right? And I heard it said this way. I'll never forget it. I think Rush Limbaugh was explaining conservatism. I started listening to him when I was 14 years old. And he said, conservatism takes you to the road where traffic is coming in both directions. And it says, what are you going to do? Liberalism takes you to that road and says, hold my hand. I will walk you across the road. Conservatism says you're smart enough to look both ways and make your decision. Mm -hmm. I would rather live in a world where I wasn't dependent on government in order to figure out how to live, but that my own sense, my own God-given ability to figure out what is in the best interest of me and my family. That's what I believe is freedom. But that's scary. And again, you hit on it earlier. It's fear, right? There is a fear based movement in our society to scare people into giving up their liberties. Thomas Jefferson knew this. That's why he said, I'd rather have dangerous liberty than peaceful slavery. He knew that liberty in itself was going to be dangerous because people were going to abuse their liberties. People were not going to walk responsibly with their with their liberties. But he is essentially, all he's doing is pointing to a biblical truth. God did the same thing for us. 
Going back to the Garden of Eden, he gave man free will. He gave us liberty from the very beginning. Why? Because he knew the value of liberty. And I would, I would argue that liberty and freedom was the second greatest gift that God has ever given us, second only to his son, the gift of free will. I don't think we even come close to understanding the value that free will and the gift of freedom is. And even in, the, even in scripture, the Lord says, for the sake of freedom, I have set you free. For the sake of freedom, he has set us free. That's how important freedom is. Yeah. But it's dangerous. Oh, it's dangerous. It's super dangerous. But here we are in the year 2021 as Americans, and we are laying down our liberties because we're like, oh, we can't. It's so I'm so afraid I might hurt your grandma. I'm so afraid that I might hurt myself or my kids, or, or I'm afraid. So government, please put me in a bubble-wrapped world. I will give up all of my liberties. Just control my life so that there's no fear. Yeah. And But you yeah. know what? It's been, it's kind of been that way. You, if you go back into, uh, in, into scripture, Micah, go back to where uh, the people of the children of Israel wanted a king like all the other nations, one will who will go out and fight for us. Before that, you had where God is is the king of Israel, you know, a theocracy, right? And then you had judges and you had men of God who were those people who were telling you what the Lord has said and 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 leading you. Essentially, they go, no, we don't want to operate like that. We want somebody to go out and fight for us. Give us a king like all the other nations. And 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 Samuel is ticked off about this and he goes, they've rejected me. He goes, Samuel, it wasn't about you. They rejected me. They've rejected me as their king. If this is what they want, give them this, but tell them this is what it's going to cost you. The king's going to take your young men and he's going to take them into war. He's going to take your your daughters and he's going to make them people who are perfumers and and cooks and cleaners in his house, in his palaces. Be, be, Be aware there will be a cost to not trusting in me as your king. Yeah. And 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 there's a cost in giving up our liberties in order to have, you know, peace and safety. Yeah. And and everybody, you know, I I I heard it said we, you know, we support Project Rescue and and um and the grants. And the Project Rescue is an organization that that rescues women and their families that are trapped in sex slavery in India. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. And um you know, one of the statements that was made is God's telling us to, you know, we're, we're out there, we're, we're telling everybody, hey, stay safe, stay safe, stay yeah. safe. And the Lord spoke to uh, David Grant's wife. The and founder. Sa- yeah, yeah, and said, you know, she's saying, stay safe, stay safe, stay safe. And she said uh, that the Lord said, I-, I didn't tell you to stay safe. I told you to stay ready. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's good. There's a difference. And I, I wonder how many times we just capitulate in in the name of safety because we think that safety is the greatest gift. No. No, like you said, it's Jesus and freedom. Yeah. That is that is that great gift. And uh would would and I, I had to start changing my vocabulary after I heard that. That's such a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. God has not called us to stay safe. He's called us to stay ready. I would always tell people, you know, hey, see you later, be safe. You know what I mean? Like as you're going, be safe. Mm-hmm. I don't say that anymore because I don't I don't want to even just, uh, uh, just accidentally and just tell somebody something that really is counter to what God is calling us to be. And the point that I bring up when I'm talking to people about this is if God was a God of safety, 
Would he have ever sent the disciples out to do what they did? They all, but one of them died a martyr's death. And in many ways, it was horrific what they went through. And they even tried to kill the one that didn't die. Exactly. They tried to boil you know? him in acid. I mean, there's there, there there's no oil. Boil him in oil. That's what I said. Oh, oil, um, yeah. It, it, it's, uh, they're, they're not... Um, We've never been called to be saved to that. Yeah, you know, Jesus says, "Hey, take up your cross, your instrument of torture and death, <laughs> and follow me." What is this desire to to do? You know, to to live in peace and safety above living on mission. Yeah. You know, I think the Chinese church, by the way, the the, the Christian church in China it's is awesome, phenomenal. And they look at American Christians. Weenies. And they go, <laughs> how did they arrive at the conclusion that they did when that, where did they read that in the Bible? Yeah. Man, that ought to push us to go, I mean, these people are suffering. These people are being persecuted terribly. You know, 70% of, uh, of, the, uh, uh, of the Chinese church is underground. But they have 25,000 people a day who come to Christ. That's amazing. 25,000 in, uh, in 40 years, right? Basically 40 years. It's gone from 250,000 Christians to over 100 million Christians in China. That's amazing. Right? Whenever they That's said- That's got to that, be what keeps President Xi up at night trying to stop this revolution of- Godliness sweeping his country. Yeah, and they yeah. baptize people in bathtubs, and they and they're doing everything to avoid a police state, right? Yeah. To still carry on the gospel. Where's the be safe? Yeah, in in their heart, no. They're they're passionate believers who believe that the kingdom of God is greater than any other thing. Be careful when you do everything to make this world your home, yeah. because the Bible says this world is not our home. We are foreigners and aliens mm -hmm. in this land, yeah. and we have a mission. Don't lose sight of the mission of the church. Well, one of the greatest uh, examples of just, I think, walking in fearlessness uh, in American history uh, was Stonewall Jackson. That I, I love that story of oh, how he got the name. Story. And he he was on the Confederate side. He he was he was not for slavery. He was not for slavery, and though. he was a lawbreaker. He was teaching black people to read yep. when it was totally against the law to do it. Yep. And what book was he teaching them? The to Bible. Read? The Bible. <laughs> he would send home his own wages so that his black Sunday school class could read the Bible. Yeah. And and when he wrote back his correspondence, Micah. All of his correspondence was asked how they were. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I mean, he loved the Lord yeah. and was in a constant state of prayer. Yeah, and he was the reason he was on the Confederate side was because he was from Virginia mm -hmm. and he was for states' rights. He mm -hmm. felt that the states were going to be trampled by the uprising of this union mindset. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't necessarily that this guy was a bad man. So I want to preface that by saying, hey, I when you when you when you just blanket statement every Confederate. Mm -hmm. ever and say they were all wicked racists and you're known a lot of them knew that slavery was wrong and they personally were were against it they were fighting for their states to have rights mm -hmm. and they didn't want to see a federalized uh takeover of of their state and so that's who he was but he got the nickname stonewall jackson because he was he was riding his horse in battle and bullets were flying by him cannonballs were flying by him he wasn't even flinching yeah didn't duck didn't even duck and and his men were saying wow sir how in the world can you be so brave 
and courageous yeah. in this battle. Yeah. And his response was, I'm bulletproof until the Lord says otherwise. No bullet will have permission to hit me unless the Lord gives it permission. That's right. So, I mean, it's his understanding of theology, really, yeah. and the sovereignty of God. Yeah. In, in truth, our days are laid out by the Lord, right? Every day is laid out by the Lord. His thoughts towards us are more in number than the sand of the seashore, and 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 uh, to to not understand that you're in God's hands. Mm-hmm. So do I have to walk around in fear? Hey, my last day has been determined. I don't know when it is, but the, but all I know is if I walk with the Lord, yeah. I don't believe that's going to be cut short. Yeah, I, but I believe that I'll die on the day I was appointed. To yeah. Die. It's appointed unto men once to die and then judgment. And you know what? It was never a union bullet or bomb that took that man out. He was he was so successful as a uh, as a general that I believe God had to remove him because God wanted the union to win. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so he had to remove him. He let his own guys shoot him. He came back from a reconnaissance mission. It was his own guys that shot it's him. Like, for crying out loud. You know, I've been I've been totally successful in dodging union bullets, and here you have your own guys end up shooting him. And do you know what? That that man walked through his death with peace. Yeah. In fact, I think he says something about um, you know, it's a Sunday. What a great day to die! Mm. I, to, to be able to 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 die and go to rest on, on this day. He was such a Christian that um, that it says that one one other general walks into his tent and watched him praying. He was not a believer. He walks out and says, "If that is religion, then I want it." Wow! <laughs> wow! That's I amazing. Mean, what a I mean, powerful testimony, right? And it gets overlooked. It it totally, it totally gets overlooked because we've been taught that everything about American history is wicked, evil, racist. Man, they were terrible. And while there was racism existed, absolutely, Absolutely. slavery, slavery to be defeated. It needed to be defeated. And and yet here we have a guy like Stonewall Jackson that knew he was death proof until the Lord said otherwise. And now we have a society in of Christians, many of them here in the United States that are fearful of a virus that has a 99.6% recovery uh, like rating. I mean, that's the, that's the percentage yeah. of the people that are getting the virus and, and, and recovering yeah. from it. And, and, and yet we have people in the church that literally are so afraid of, of even coming out of their house. And I'm thinking to myself, man, Guys, do you not recognize that you're death proof until God says otherwise? Just check your heart. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Go back and ask, if, what is my policy that I'm doing for me yeah. and my family? Does it come from faith or does it come from fear? And be honest with yourself. God knows the truth anyway. You know, just just say, I, I, I don't want to lose this particular person. You're probably in far more damage or danger anytime you get in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, statistically, it's like that. Then, uh, then, 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 what you know, you would be uh, from from actually dying of COVID. Yeah. But if that is where you are, and if you're afraid, let's just say that if you're out there today and you are afraid, well, the Bible says that you know you you recognized you're afraid. Okay, now don't be afraid, right? Don't be afraid. Three hundred and sixty-five times in the Bible, 
or 360 times or whatever it is, almost one for every day. <laughs> it says, don't fear. Yeah, don't fear be afraid. Yeah. Fear not. Have courage. For, that, I, for I am with you. I am with yeah. you. Right? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear for you are with me. Yeah. If he's with me, and 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 what does it say? If if he's with me and he goes before me, who should be against me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like at some point you have to go, God. Is my policy and alignment with that kind of anti-fear culture? Or am I capitulating to, hey, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. So mm-hmm. where if it's not coming from God, then where's the fear coming where's, from? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a fascinating topic. It's a it's a case study of faith playing out in our culture right before us. Um, and and again, it's not to say that wearing a mask or not wearing a mask is the answer or vaccine, not vaccine is the answer. It's to say, live by faith, not by fear. And and trust. Trust, trust that, in the Lord trust with that, all your exactly. heart. Lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he, he will, will direct your path. Your path. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, I don't think we can end it on any better note than that. So uh, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, This has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics, and I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. We talk about all those things that culture doesn't want to talk about. That's good. Hey, we'll catch you next time.